Hey, what's good, y'all? Hey, guys, what's up? It is a Robert and Brittany, and we are back with another episode of RMB. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, thank you for tuning in again. Um, before we get started, we'd like to just make sure you guys go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star rating, leave us a cute little review if you love us. You know, help us spread the word. Yes, we really appreciate all the love that y'all be spreading and showing. We, you know, it means a lot. So, Robert, would you like to start off this episode? What happened in your week? So, before the podcast happened, I actually got a haircut, you know, feeling real 90s out here, feeling really fresh Prince Valley. I know. I saw Robert, and I was like, you look really 90s. Like, he has, like, the fade on the sides, but then there's, like, a little afro on the top. He has his, like, what do they call this? A goatee? Yeah. I was like, okay, Robert. You know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to vibe, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, switch it up, see what's out here, you know, you know? He's trying to see what the hose like is what it is. You know, you got to see. <laughs> um, but in terms of this week, I've just been really busy with like school. So school started again and everything's online. And to, like, to be honest, I was thinking like, oh, it's about to be online. This is a vibe. I'm about to be cheating. It's about to be good. No. You did not just admit that you're going to be. <laughs> he just said he's going to be cheating. I hope none of your professors are listening to this. Don't worry. It doesn't work. So trust me, I tried. What are you guys using for? Um, We're using Honor Lock. We are too. It's so fucking weird yeah so if you guys aren't you know in school right now or whatever honor lock is like a system where like they want you so okay before the test starts you like open it up and then but in order to get into the test you have to like scan the room that you're in scan the workplace you have to scan your face yeah and like then the id with a camera yeah to like prove that it's like mm-hmm. you or whatever and i'm like okay cool and they, they they said that like nobody's really watching you though so okay so what it is is that you use the webcam on your on your computer, whatever. You show your work area and whatever. But while you're taking the test, if you are doing things that you're not supposed to, like if there's someone in the background or they hear a random sound, they'll flag. And so they'll flag that to your professor and then the professor has to watch the video. So I know I got mad flags on mine yesterday because I had the dogs in the room with me <laughs> and I kept looking at them. So I was like, they're going to think I'm cheating. <laughs> it's just so weird because I'm like... The fact that this software, and then software, record your screen too. This yeah, computer. but I'm like, this software is on my computer, yeah. you know. So like, what's stopping it from like randomly turning on when I'm like watching porn? <laughs> Nigga, I don't know. I, I feel like this comes up a lot, and I'm wondering what do you watch that is so well, it's just like in my in my mind, you know, like one of those things. Like, not it doesn't have to be porn, but like on my bank on my bank account, yeah. and there's just getting my number or something like that, you yeah. know, because like. They're not only using my webcam, they're screen recording, they're, you know, like it's the most invasive product you can have for your laptop. Because you give them permission to do it when you start, but I mean, I I don't think it'll be like that invasive. It was just uncomfortable to me because, yeah, I remember my professor was like, yeah, like if you start writing something down and it's not a question that has math in it, that's going to be a flag. And I'm like, sometimes I just write shit down because it helps me think. And so what we he made us just like turn in like a picture of the paper that we were using. And I showed the picture. uh, I'm sorry. I showed the paper that I was using before to like show that nothing was on it. But then like in between my questions loading, it was struggling. It took like 30 seconds to load each question. And there was 85 questions. And so it was like a lot of time in between. And so I was like kind of just like sitting there and I'm like, okay. And then I have a I have a Mac. So obviously it's hooked up to my phone fucking got a facetime during I got my a message test. yeah messages on mine too so i'm like i'm pretty sure that that gets flagged yeah well yeah. but they can watch it back and see that it's nothing and they they'll ask you about it but basically you have to make sure your computer's on do not disturb and i remembered it right as i started and i was like if i click do not disturb right now he's gonna be like 
why did you click off your screen? <laughs> so, and then I was like, during the middle of my test, my shit went out. Oh, yeah. I heard that happen to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, my freaking webcam stopped like recording, and then it like, booted me from the, the thing, and I'm like, okay. And then it was like, I came up with a message saying, your webcam stopped recording, so you can't you know continue the test. So I'm like, yeah. trying to like, refresh it, and it was like, oh, honor lock can't be reached right now. And I'm like, y'all fucking tried it. Yeah, so I know... I heard that some people were having problems with that, but they have like that contact number. And if you contact them, they'll just add extra time to your test so that you're not wasting time. But I'm like, obviously, it's not going to be a perfect system because it's online and things happen. But it just sucks because like I don't want I don't want to be in that mindset of like I'm taking a test. I'm focused like and then all of a sudden the test like goes stops away. and it takes you out of it and then you start panicking because you're like oh shit what's that like you know like- yeah and i don't panic as much for it because i know that they understand that there's going to be technical difficulties mm-hmm. so if anything happens obviously they give you like extra time or whatever but yeah it, it was definitely an interesting thing and then i kept looking at myself because while they're recording you you know how you have that like it shows you your face. Yeah. I kept looking at myself. I'm I like, close that shit. I'm like, damn, I'm ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I kept like pulling my face up. I'm like, if I just got a little Botox here. <laughs> you try it. So other, other than that, I've just been playing lots of video games, trying to work I know. out. I got here to Robert's house. He's like yelling on the microphone. I'm like, Robert, you couldn't have set this stuff up for me. Like, really? I was, he, I was doing a hot drop with the boys. He's like, sorry, guys. Brittany <laughs> just got here. I got to record the podcast. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Other than that, you know, it's still same old, same old. Uh, oh, fucking unemployment. I got fucking accepted. <laughs> um, uh, so the difference that I think helped was that, so my mom did it and she put furloughed for her um, um, information. So when that happened, it was didn't. Was that an option? She typed. It in. Oh, okay. So she typed furloughed into it. So I think that they like just threw her shit away. Like they threw it into like a something where they had to like investigate or something like that. But I had to go through and I went into my weeks and like claim the weeks. And when you claiming the weeks, they're asking you like, "Oh, where were you looking for a job?" I'm like, "Bitch, first of all, I still have a job, so I don't I don't get why furloughed isn't an option because obviously we like I'm trying to go back to my job. I'm not yeah. trying to find a new job, but I went through and I fucking bullshitted that shit. And you have to like say like, "Oh, I like was looking for a job at I think I said McDonald's as a drive-through driver," and they asked you like, "Oh, like what happened? Like what was the outcome of it?" And I was like, "Oh, they they haven't gotten back to me yet." But you have to like do that for like the week in order to like get the payment. So I just did it so the funny part is is that my unemployment i did it by myself but then my job universal had already like enrolled us in in unemployment i didn't know that oh so how come you haven't been getting money so once they enrolled us the doa or whatever the fuck they're calling yeah they um sent me a code to get into the account that universal was using but you're so fucking i i swear i think i've said this before but I don't ever rely on Robert to do <laughs> anything that's like technical because I know he's gonna fuck it up. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me you've had unemployment this whole time, but you couldn't receive it because you didn't sign in? So they sent me the code or whatever, <laughs> and then for the weeks that I like were trying to claim, that day that I signed in, they were like, you have until this day yeah. before it's vile, like you know, expired yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. So I literally did it at that at that day, so then I got the money. But oh my god, Robert! Yeah, you tried it. How did you not know that? <laughs> The Literally. good news is, is I got monies, y'all. Where the hoes at? <laughs> um, and uh, like Disney's opened back up. So I know like Disney Springs, I think, opened yeah. up yesterday. And then Disney's going to um, open in, in phases. And I know they're having like problems with Epcot opening up. But I mean, when do you know when Universal's opening back? So 
City Walked opened last week, but it, for my job, only full timers went back, oh, and they were okay. saying that like the process of like trying to get in there is like a shit show because like. There's little spacers, like, for people should be standing. Mm-hmm. They want to, like, make... First of all, you have to have a mask. Your mask needs to be worn at all times. If they mm-hmm. see you without your mask, that's a violation, and they can kick you out of the park. Yeah. But the park itself wasn't open. It was just City Walk, and they're taking, like, people's temperature. Yeah. But the temperature thing is, like, the forehead one, but it's not the one where they touch your forehead. Yeah, it's just, They just like, scan mm-hmm. it, yeah. yeah. So, I heard that getting in there was really hard. My friends at work, though, said that they made, like, a lot of money, but it was, like, we opened on, like, a Friday... So they, they worked that Friday and Saturday, so they said it was a lot of money. Yeah. But then they worked that Monday, Tuesday, that following the week. The week during the week is... they said it was is, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. During the there. week is slow. I have been working, and I've been making really good money too, but I usually work like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So today I work, but I'm the only person working and in my area. And it sucks because like, this is just like super first world, but I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> um, all my friends that like I work with, had not been asked to come back, so I am at work, at work. Because before it was like, okay, whatever, I'm at work, I got my friends here, like, whatever, kind of felt like you were chilling. Now I am clocking into my job, and I'm like, and so while I'm very happy, obviously, to be making money again, damn, I can't wait until they invite more people to come back, (laughs) because if I'm not mistaken, I think... We're at 50% capacity now. Yeah, right? I don't know. I'm just, I'm still nervous about all this because I keep hearing that like Florida's numbers have been going up. Yeah, Florida's numbers yeah. have been going up, but no one gives a fuck. Nobody because, gives a shit. Because when I've talked to people about it, they're like, well, the hospitals are well equipped now. So if you get sick, you know, you just go to the hospital. But I feel like they don't understand that you don't just go to the hospital and like, oh, it's just la di da da. Like, no, it's it's like you're very sick and you, you I don't want a fucking IV in my arm and no. all that shit, you know? But There's you're like, passing out if you get IV. <laughs> <laughs> you already know um, so it's not just like a casual thing but unless it happens to someone that's in your immediate circle people yeah. aren't gonna feel like the effects of it they're not gonna like think about it yeah. and it's funny because it's fucking hot outside mm-hmm. and remember how it was supposed to be like okay once it's summer then this is gonna like die down and i'm like i'm sure maybe it's dying down a, a little, little bit, bit yeah. but it's 90 degrees outside right now and people are still getting sick like there's still mm-hmm. new cases and so it's just it's kind of a weird thing um i have been hearing that i don't know if you've been hearing this too we're in the same program but our fall semester might also be online yeah. and that's my last semester bitch that's my last semester of nursing school and on one hand it's like it's sad to me because the final semester you you're not even really in school like you have to do a bunch of tests at home and then you do your other half of the semester um in the hospital and so i wouldn't really have to be on campus but like to not have that experience altogether kind of makes me feel a little bit uneasy about thinking about going to the hospital because of course i've been in the hospital for two semesters but it's i don't know if there's something different that's supposed to happen that's more intense the last semester i mean things have changed yeah obviously things, things are changing changed. all the time yeah yeah and so i i mean whatever it is what it is i honestly feel like with the online clinical setting i'm learning a lot more i know a lot of people have been like complaining about it because they're like oh we don't get the hands-on experience i'm like 
you don't get to do anything anyways. Right, like, right, it's right, different right. for you because you've never been in the hospital because you did the assisted living facilities. Mm. But when you're there, you can't do that much. And so, sure, it was, like, beneficial for me to see it. But I feel like I only need to, needed to go for that one semester because I passed meds. Um, I got to see, like, I guess where things were. All, all very basic things because I, I gave, like, a insulin injection. But you don't get to do a lot of stuff. So yeah. I'm not really too pressed about it. When I'm in the clinical setting online, it's a lot beneficial, a lot more beneficial to me because I'm getting to be the nurse in that situation. Um, whereas it was mostly, I felt like observational when I was at the hospital because like these nurses are really busy and of course they understand that you're going to be following them, but they don't find out about that until the professor asks them in front of you. <laughs> and so it's really uncomfortable and you can see that they kind of don't want to do it. And so yeah. I don't want to get in their way. Yeah. So anything that I was going to be able to do, I'm like asking them to do. And it's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would, I know how I would feel in that situation. Like I'm fucking waking up at five o'clock to come to work at seven and they go and ask me to take a student today <laughs> you know what I mean like of course they went through it too and whatever but you know I don't want to make anyone's day harder than yeah, it needs to be it's like one of those things where like you're visiting somebody's house and they don't know that you're coming so yes. <laughs> they're like oh like yeah, of course like I'm happy I have a visitor but damn like I wasn't planning on this you know yeah and they're really they're usually really nice about it but it's just one of those things where you didn't expect to have a student with you and then they're with you all day and you're having to explain shit that you really don't want to explain because your day's already hard enough. Yeah. And I'm like, so I, I personally, the introvert in me, y'all know, likes the online thing better. And yeah, that's that's what's been going on. Um, But besides school. <laughs> I think we should probably do like an episode on that, like the experience of like a nursing student. But we'll do that like, you know. We'll later. do that when Robert has gone through more of yeah, nursing school. for sure. Yeah. Because this, it sucks because this was your semester where you started in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So you don't get that experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, later on, I'm, I literally have one more semester and I'm fucking done. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Let's um, <reach>. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but other than that, I've been planting, bitch. <laughs> Planting things. That, that weed, that tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've always been really into like planting shit, but of course being at home now and it being spring. Is it spring still? Yeah, it's not summer yet, but whatever. It's warm outside. It's always hot outside for Florida, so it don't <laughs> <It's>, matter. <laughs> it's the perfect time to grow shit. And so I've been really utilizing my time wisely. <laughs> so I went to the most exciting part that I have or the plant that I have right now is um, my potato. <laughs> So, <laughs> you're becoming one with the potato <laughs> I'm like this is how I know that I'm getting older I'm like so excited about watching my fucking potato grow <laughs> so um, I went to my mom's friend's house and you know she's basically like my aunt and then I was going I was going through her pantry because I'm like damn but you got any food here <laughs> and she had some potatoes like just russet potatoes in her pantry and I saw one that was like sprouting and I was like can I have this potato? And she's like, yeah, whatever. Because I could tell that the potato has been there for a while. Obviously why it's sprouting. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm going to plant this shit. So I planted it like two weeks ago. And for like a week, it wasn't really doing anything. And so I was like, I was like, be patient. Loki dead. I was like, I was like, don't, don't dig it up. <laughs> Cause I just wanted to see what's going on. Um, so I was like, I, and then one day I like went out to go water and I saw that the soil was a little bit dry, but it was like bulging. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I like went to go clean it off a little bit, bitch, a plant. <laughs> it was a plant bulging. And I was so excited. And literally ever, 
wow, literally <laughs> every day since it's been doubling in size. And my potato is pretty fucking big right now. And since it's gotten so big, it's outgrown its pot. And so the pot, the plant that I'm going to show you right now is from like probably a couple of days ago. It's from Saturday. Today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. So that's what was happening and so now it's in a bigger pot and it's literally double that like it's huge and so i'm about to fucking harvest some potatoes in the (laughs) fall bitch i'm so excited about it it's just so weird because i'm like when i think of a potato i don't think of a plant i know i'm like i don't know what i think of but i don't think of it like sprouting up from the round and you like pulling it up you know yeah well okay so potatoes are root vegetables so this is the potato plant but the extra potatoes are gonna be like underground underground yeah Yeah, but it's just really cool because to see just like i'm like oh this random potato let me go plant it and see what happens and then for a plant to actually come out of it i'm like yeah you're like photosynthesis (laughs) photosynthesis um i'm also planting we planted ginger i've planted ginger a few times before but it's just i love to watch things grow like so the ginger um it'll you just plant the root because ginger is a root as well Mm -hmm. and then once it grows into a plant and it starts to kind of die is when you know that it's ready to like be taken or harvested whatever so we harvested some and then i bought some more at Publix because i just needed more and we didn't end up using it and that shit started to sprout so you know what i did planted that shit back again <laughs> so i got ginger coming again guys round two <laughs> it's just good to know that like the freaking shit that we're buying at Publix though can actually like do that because i always thought that like they put preservatives and shit on it to like make it last longer oh. so then i'm like i thought that that would stop it from being able to like yeah i know do its natural mean. process yeah they don't put preservatives on it but they put like fertilizer and all that shit. But I mean, anything. Anybody does yeah, that, yeah, everyone does that. Unless it's like organic, obviously. But even then, like, there's no preservatives on like fresh things. Mm-hmm. It's only in like jam and like canned meats and gross shit that yeah. you don't fucking want to eat anyway. That makes sense. Yeah, but. Anyways, <laughs> now, that we, now that y'all know about our week, <laughs> I digress from uh, what is about to be 18 minutes of talking about potatoes in school. <laughs> Done. Okay, so our topic this week, guys, is going to be self-doubt, um, and it's going to be a very interesting episode because throughout going through school and life and life I just always looked at other people and just saw them achieving. And then there was always something in me that made me feel like I couldn't do it. And I never like had a name for it or anything like that. And I never really, I guess, tried to address why I was feeling like that. And I was talking to my friend Latif and just talking about like, see, one of my friends is doing really fucking well right now. Like she is in a, um, a business where it's, she's, fucking making a lot of money and she got there without going to school and kind of not doing your typical job it's like a lot of social media stuff well Brittany, she was on the show no i know but i don't i mean i don't want to like spread anyone's business or whatever but (laughs) anyway she's doing she's doing really well and so it just makes you like really think about what the fuck am i doing and of course You should never compare yourself to other people. I know that. But when it's someone that's so close to you and you just have watched it from the beginning and flourish into this like huge thing, it's like, damn, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything and it fucking sucks. Like it's the worst feeling ever to feel like I've been working so hard and I have nothing to show for it. And of course, like I'm making a lot more money today and now that I 
than I ever was, but it's still not to where I would like to be. And I, being a nurse isn't going to put me there <laughs> anyways. So it's kind of just going to be one of those things where I kept thinking like, okay, so I'm going to be a nurse, but I also have to have like a side business or something else going on in addition to that in order to have the lifestyle that I want. And I don't want to come off as super materialistic or super money hungry or anything like that because that's not what it is but I also know that I don't want to be paycheck to paycheck and I want to be able to like live the life that I want to live and I want a fucking nice house like that's like I don't I don't want to say I don't have a lot of goals but something that I know that I want is a nice house like forget a nice car forget having like five kids and like homeschooling them and whatever I want to have a nice house that's one of my goals and like I know that in order to do that I need money and that's just what it is you know that's just reality of it and I was talking to Latif about it and he was like yeah I understand where you're coming from but girl you also have a lot of self-doubt and I was like damn it made me take a step back because I had never put a word to what I was like a a name to what I was feeling and you know what it is a lot of self-doubt and I'm like how did I get to a self-doubting place? Was I always in a self-doubting place? And how do I stop being in a self-doubting place? Because there's been times where I haven't done a lot of things because I have felt like, I may not have said it to myself, but I had felt like I, I couldn't do something. And I'm like, why? You know, like I used to do makeup, I used to freelance makeup and I quit that because I had so much anxiety surrounding it that I felt like I couldn't do it. Like I felt like I had the skill and stuff, but like something in me stopped me from succeeding. Like I think it started to grow and it freaked me out. And so I quit. Yeah. But why? You know, like when did that start? And it's it's really forced me to look at myself and to think about my self-value and my self-esteem and my self-worth because that's where I feel... <laughs> I feel like that's where this all stems from, you know, because I I feel like I have a lot of self-confidence and self-worth, but maybe internally, deep, deep down, I don't. So I'm, I think that everybody naturally feels that like self-doubt, you know, I think that it's one of those things that are kind of ingrained in us as humans just by being around other humans. So for example, like growing up, I played a lot of basketball, so in basketball, it's like, you should be playing to have fun. You should be playing, like, exercise, be with your friends. You should be trying to build a community, all that stuff. But once you get further into whatever it is, your career, into your basketball career, into actual career, into schooling, everything becomes a competition. So then it's like, okay, this thing that I was doing to just have fun now is not no longer that. And I'm just using this as an example, but, like, you can use that in any example in life. Like, you know, like, once you get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm at this certain level and I need to grow, it's like the person next to me who was my friend is now my competition. And it's like, okay, well, what makes me better than them? And I, th- I think that you have to have that that cockiness, which is shitty, just because I'm not, to me, I'm not an extremely cocky person. It doesn't mean that I don't feel that confidence in myself, but I don't feel the need to press that on others. Me too. And that's, I think that's part of it too, is that like, I, maybe I was afraid of being good at something because I was, I was good at it. And then there were so many things that I needed to do for it. And then I started to like have people requesting me to do their makeup and I started to make a little bit of a a business out of it. And I just... I, I, I don't know if I was looking at the other people around me that were also doing it, but or I was just feeling like I'm not doing enough. 
but I just I don't know I it ended up just giving me so much anxiety thinking about it that I was like I can't do this I was like because you know makeup is something I okay <laughs> this is gonna sound fucking stupid I was doing makeup before that shit was fucking cool <laughs> Like, you know how everyone's a fucking makeup artist these days? Like, I was actually a makeup artist when no one else was a makeup artist. You know what I mean? This is fucking years ago. And so, you know, not a lot of people were doing it. And I guess maybe it was like a little bit unconventional for the time. Um, But but yeah, there was just certain things that I needed to do. And I, I just got so caught up in thinking about... I think people's expectation of what they expected me to be doing or to have like when I went to people's houses I was like maybe they think my makeup products aren't good enough or like what if the bag that I'm carrying it in isn't like as nice as I thought it would be you know I started to get so self-conscious about what my clients were thinking of me and Mm -hmm. it freaked me the fuck out and it was something that I did for fun and it's something that I really thought that I wanted to do and so before I started freelancing I started working for Mac and that gave me a lot of uh, like comp that gave me a lot of confidence but it also kind of like built on my anxiety around it because those girls aren't fucking nice like I went into working for Mac because it was like literally like my dream job and I was getting paid a lot of money at that time to do it and working around those girls that I was working around really made me turned off to the whole thing because they're fucking bitches and I I was just like I was I feel like I was a genuine person in that and they would purposely lie and say there wasn't shifts for me and then they would just like be super clicky at work and then kind of just like when I would ask them a question just kind of look at me like I was stupid like no one really wanted to help and I'm already not a social person to begin with so putting me into that to where it's kind of like a dog-eat-dog world I was just really turned off by it and everything was about money everything was about sales nothing was about the artistry of it and so while I did end up learning a lot and that's where I got some of my clientele it I think that's where the anxiety started around it and then when I would go to people's houses and I would think about what they expected of me having other makeup artists been around them because I hadn't been around a lot of other makeup artists and seen what they had and you know it was just I think it just ruined my self-esteem around it I think that the issue is is like the whole concept of it's a doggy dog world you know so you have to be willing to put yourself out there and be willing to take the criticism take you know the the glory take the fame like you have to be willing to to do all of that and it takes a lot of courage to come out of yourself and be like I'm good at this thing and I want the world to know and it's like there's so many people who are willing to shit on you to better themselves mm-hmm. so those girls probably felt like threatened you know in terms of okay well this girl actually is good or even if maybe they didn't feel threatened maybe there was just I don't feel like, like there's the any, there's anybody else who needs to be having this position like you know we don't need any more freelancers I'm you know, good enough for all of it. But in the end, it's just shitty because like, just like you said, your self-esteem took a hit as a result. And I'm trying to think of like a time back when, when I would like, you know, had self-doubt or whatever. And I guess that one major thing is, I guess the podcast, you know, because when you're starting something as personal as this, you guys might not notice, but when me and Brittany are talking to each other, we're talking to each other as if these mics aren't here. So you're getting a very intimate and personal side that we probably wouldn't share with everybody. Yeah, it's super raw. Yeah, and it's like, 
there's so many other people doing it. What makes us different? What makes our voice like? Why should we be the ones to be able to have a platform to like do what we're doing? Yeah, and it's when we started out. Dear, I I don't know about you, but people would ask me that. They're like, so like, what sets your podcast apart from others? Like, you know, just like friends and stuff. And I really had to think about it. And we struggled with even figuring out how to describe the podcast to people because you guys can tell that. I mean, our podcast isn't like okay, this is a podcast about true crime. This is a podcast about movies. You know, there's no specific category that we fit into. And so it was a little bit hard to describe to people what we were trying to do. And now that we have more of a footing within the podcast industry, I feel like it's easier for us to describe ourselves to people. But yeah, I I did have a little bit of self-doubt with that because it was obviously something that we kind of went out on a limb to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not that many people were making podcasts when we started. Like people, it was just starting to become like a popular thing, and so um, it felt. I didn't feel embarrassed to tell people about it, but I felt like shy. it does. It does feel a little bit embarrassing because yeah. it's like whenever you go, because the biggest thing when you're starting a business, you're starting something new, you need to promote yourself and Mm -hmm. you need to be willing to step out of yourself and be like, okay, well, this is what I believe in. I think that you should listen to this because it's bringing you value and you need to show that value. But it's very hard to like... It's like you had to... We had to sell ourselves. Yes. And and that's life. Like life, you have to sell yourself. If you want to advance, you want to be where you aren't today, you have to... Put in the work, number one, but then that's not enough because you can work, 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 work and know that you've done that work for yourself. But if nobody else is seeing it and nobody else notices it, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we might not want to like have this podcast be like the biggest thing in the world, but we put in work into this and we and we feel like we do bring value. And it's like that self-doubt sets in to be like, okay, well, these people are are in the same space as us. Mm-hmm. So somebody as simple as The Reed, who we admire, we appreciate, we talk about all the time on this podcast, it's like, what, what, why do I feel that I deserve to be the in the same, same realm? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> it's funny because when we first started, there were certain topics that we were going to talk about that I was like, Robert, we need to research this. We need to research it because I don't want to come on here and sound like a fucking idiot. I don't want to come on here and not know what I'm talking about or be spending like misinformation and do you remember you were like I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. I don't want to go and I don't want to spew facts this and that but it's like I think now you understand what I'm saying that like people are listening and if our voice is going to make any sort of impact it needs to be a positive one with accurate information and like well-rounded opinions because this shit is on the internet for the rest of our lives you know, like even if we delete an episode, I'm sure you can probably find it somewhere else. And that's like a, that's part of like the difficult thing to, to realize when you're starting something like this is that like it can have a big impact. And Robert and I are not salespeople yeah, at all. And even when we feel like this was a really good, like, well, sometimes we'll record and be like, damn, this was a good episode. Like we'll really enjoy the conversation that we had. But it's like if we don't sell ourselves to people no one's going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because there is, it is a business. There is a marketing aspect of it and it felt like cocky, yeah, you know, that feels, cockiness. It feels theme. unfamiliar. It yeah. feels like something that like we're not used to. It's not something that I barely post on my normal Instagram account. So right? I'm not, 
out there being like, look at me. I'm eating a sandwich. This is so great. I'm so fucking cool. But the people around me know that I bring experience and I bring laughter and I bring value to their lives. Mm -hmm. But it's just because they're around me. Mm -hmm. But... How do you project that to like... Yeah, strangers. Yeah, strangers. Exactly. Thousands and thousands of strangers. And to to let them know like, hey, I, I really feel like you guys should watch this. Not just because we like want clout or anything, but like, hey, I think this is a great message that I really think that it would be nice for people to start thinking in about these certain things or questioning why they do this or why they feel that way, you know? Just stuff like that, but... There was a point in the podcast when we weren't really growing. Like, we had gotten really stagnant with it. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys could tell, but, like, we were not uploading consistently. And it's because when you put... We put so much work into it when we first started. And we would spend hours every week recording one episode, editing it, trying to make sure everything was perfect. And it got to the point where it, it started to plateau. And we knew that we would get to that point, mm-hmm. And we were like, that's the point where you have to push through. We always would say that. That's the point you have to push through because that's, you know, right after that plateau is when you start to grow again and, mm-hmm. you know, at a faster rate. But man, was that hard to, to go through because we, our creative juices were fucking completely on empty and we weren't growing and so we were just putting out episodes just to put out episodes because we feel like it was something that you know we had to do and it became more of like an obligation but I think just from I I don't know what changed in us but we just had a conversation and we were like we need to either put our all into this or there's no point and I think that that's where you can like tie this conversation back into the whole self-doubt is that it's natural. Self-doubt is natural. Everybody has that feeling. Everybody has the feeling of, what if I'm not good enough to do this? But it's super important to realize that you are feeling that way and to be like, okay, what do I need to do to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Because I think this this episode is so important because nobody talks about doubting themselves. You know, mm-hmm. every... I, Social media is the platform of, yeah. I'm so great. And you know, My life is so great. Everything's so great. Yeah, and then... Aside from social media, when you're in just real life and you're talking to someone about trying to, you know, get to this position in life or get this job or whatever, you know what they tell you? Fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And so fake it till you make it means that you got to pretend that you are where you you want to be. Yeah. And it's like, if I'm not at that position right now and you tell me to pretend I, that means you know what I can't talk about it to people I can't let people know that I'm feeling this insecurity or this vulnerability within myself because you know what then no one's gonna like no one's gonna buy into okay well you're gonna get this position you know no one's gonna believe in you if you're just honest about the fucking way that you feel so it's like fake it till you make it I'm just now realizing is a really fucked up thing to tell someone because if someone's feeling like they're not at the point that they want to be in life or they're not sure what they're doing, let them fucking be there. Like, the society that we live in, you're supposed to pretend so much. When you say hi to someone, you have to ask them how you how they are, even though you don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That person has to lie back to you being like, oh, I'm so great. When on the inside, they're fucking dying. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not honest enough about the things that we're going through and that's why like people suffer with so much anxiety and depression because you can't be honest about the way that you feel and I'm really like glad that Latif was able to be honest enough with me to say that I have a lot of self-doubt and that's something like he's been my best friend since like we've been friends since middle school 
like we're fucking old now and we're still friends you know he's seen me for a lot of my life and for him someone so close to me to tell me that I have self-doubt it really like resonated with me and I just from that just started to think about how do I get out of self-doubt and I hate motivational shit <laughs> like yeah. it is so obnoxious to me but I'm like why do I hate it why mm-hmm. I'm like I do need motivation. I do need someone cheering me on. I've realized that. Like, I need cheerleaders or I'm not going to fucking do shit. And I'm like, wow, I never realized that about myself. And so I haven't started listening to, like, personal development or motivational things yet. And I may never, but... But now I'm in the place in my life where I understand why people listen to stuff like that. And I don't hate it. And... I realized that maybe I do need more positivity in my life because we've talked about this before, but Robert and I are super big pessimists, realists, whatever you want to call it. And that doesn't always help you out because the reason why I feel pessimistic or realistic about life is because I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want to have like false hope but sometimes you need false hope you need to have that hope in order to advance in order to try new things to think that maybe something positive will come out of it instead of always thinking that nothing's going to come from it or negative shit is going to come from it so I think I'm just gonna I've really been trying to work on myself and the way that I think because that's what's put me into a lot of periods of like depression and anxiety is not having the proper thought process when dealing with things. So one thing that I've been focusing on in addition to all of that is gratitude. I, it's it's because of the quarantine, honestly, that I was just stopped. I got to a point in my life where I was like making good money and going to school and not really paying for school because I was getting like federal aid. And then just feeling like, you know, money was just so frivolous. I was like, whatever about it, spending here and there. And then the quarantine happened and my job closed. And I started to like realize how much money I really was spending. And then just realizing how grateful I need to be when I am making that money. Because it's you can't always make that much money in one night in just a regular job that I didn't go to college for you know and I just need to be grateful for I need to stop complaining so much because I complain about everything and it's such a terrible thing because like I may think it in my head but to say it out loud puts that negative energy out there and it's like once you can complain about one thing you kind of just start complaining about everything else Mm -hmm. around it and I just need to stop I need to like change my thought process I need to be more positive you know I I don't know how I'm going to achieve that but I'm acknowledging that that's something that I need to do for my own mental health and for any progression that I have in life because it's just causing me to be unhappy all the time. Yeah. I'm complaining about everything. I'm not grateful for the life that I have. And then I just end up fucking miserable. And it's like, how did I get into such an unhealthy thought process? I think gratefulness is a great place to start. Just because it allows you to realize that you are like, okay, I saw this this meme saying that like, People pray to be where you are, or even yourself. You wish to be where you are right now. We wish to be at the point where you are not lying. where we got accepted into nursing school, where we had a podcast going, where we where we had you know goals that we crushed, you know. And it's like you prayed for what you have right now, and it's crazy because you forget so easily that 
I I I used to want to be here. I dream so about this, mm-hmm. and now I'm here and. I just got fucking shivers, but it's like, I'm here and it's like, I'm not appreciating it. Yeah. It's slipping by. I'm not, I'm not appreciating what's around me. I'm not appreciating people who listen. I don't, I'm not appreciating the people around me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so easy to like, to lose it's that so appreciation. Easy to forget. Yeah. Because you're always looking at, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. Always, you're always looking, looking at the ahead. next spot. Yes. And, it's, and it's like, you need, you can't do that all the time. Sometimes the, the most people who are the happiest are the people who are embracing where they are right now. Yeah. And, that's an important point is that I was always looking ahead and I think most people are looking ahead always looking ahead to the next vacation that I was going to take the next time that I was going to get a day off to where I could just sit around and you know what would happen is that the whole week would end up passing by and I wouldn't even notice it like I wouldn't enjoy every day and then years started passing by and now I'm 20 turning 26 uh, next week and I'm like what the fuck have I accomplished this entire time and it's like Fuck, like, when I was a host, I I remember seeing the servers and being like, wow, they're making so much fucking money. If I was them, I would be so happy. And I think a lot of people think that. They're like, if I had this, I would be happy. If I had this, I would be happy. Mm -hmm. And then you know what? You get it, and you're not fucking happy still. Because it's not about, like, like, things that you have. It's about being positive in that moment even though things aren't maybe the where you want them to be you have to be grateful and be positive in that moment and I that there was a bis a big like disconnect with me understanding that because I always thought no 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 if I get to be a server I'll be happy and it's like no you won't be happy like of course like I said money isn't everything and I don't want to make this monetary but you know you need money in order to have certain things in life and Mm -hmm. that's just one aspect of happiness though that's just one aspect of like success there's so many people who are millionaires who are successful and they're unhappy with themselves or unhappy with their lives because no matter what like the the dollar amount in your bank account is you can always find something that you don't like there's always going to be something in life that isn't good enough and you're always going to want more. You're always going to want more. It's like the freaking, it's just humans. Like that's just how we are. That's just how we're wired to want more. And I really want to get to a point to where I'm not so negative and I'm not so like, just like, just thinking like, oh, wow, well, there's probably nothing's going to come from it, but let me do this, let me do that, because, you know, I just, I got to be more grateful, and it's just, it it's taking me seeing the people around me being successful and being grateful to realize that I am doing this to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have nothing to be upset about. Yeah, and the self-doubt is like, is what is holding you back from like doing that, because it's like, Taking chances. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna bring out a simple example of our Instagram. Yeah. Our our Instagram was very stagnant. We were trying to grow. I mean, you guys hear us say it in the beginning of every episode, and it might sound like something that's so redundant and so like obvious, but mm-hmm. the reason why we're saying it is because that is us putting ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. But it was very hard for us to start doing that just because of self doubt. It's the doubt of why do I, why, why am I telling people to do that? It feels unnatural. Like they'll do it if they want to. Yes, exactly. It feels unnatural and it feels un, unordinary. And I realized that we were in that position and we were having that self doubt. And I'm like, this is whatever we're doing now isn't working. And 
I think that everybody needs to get to that point in their life where it's like, this isn't working. What do I need to do to make it better. to fix it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've been employing strategies in terms of, which is also very important. Once you find out that something's broken, something's not working, you need to then come together with yourself. Reevaluate. And form a strategy. What am I going to do to make this better? <laughs> okay, I'm going to like interrupt you for a quick second. <laughs> because you realize what you're saying. Add pie. You, yeah. So in nursing, you you have a process of how you take care of someone. So you assess them, you diagnose them, you implement what you're going to do, and then you evaluate how it turned out. And then if it didn't, if you didn't achieve your goals, then you go back and you change your interventions that you're going to have and in you order to again. You always you reassess. Assess. Yeah. And so I just think it's so funny that you said that because the shit that we learn in school, we may think it's like, oh my God, this is so annoying, but it applies to real life. Real life. And that's what we were not doing. We were not reevaluating. Me and Robert did what we thought we were supposed to do and then we left it. We didn't look at what was happening. We didn't reassess. We didn't reevaluate what was happening. We didn't set any new goals. We had no goals. Mm -hmm. We were just kind of like, well, you know, here's our Instagram. If you want to follow us, follow us. If you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, please follow us. Mm -hmm. Help us grow. We want to see this move up and somewhere because there's there's no point in being stagnant if you don't have to, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like me and Brittany were always complaining about our content is great. We know our content is great. We know people are listening. The people who listen tell us that our content is great. It's just not reaching enough people. Yeah. But so we had the problem. We knew what was happening, but that self doubt was still holding us back. Holding us back. So it was as simple as me going onto Instagram, finding like minded people like me and Brittany, and liking them, liking their shit, following them back, like you know, like giving them a follow because it's like once you put out that love, people feel it, mm-hmm. and. I, like, throughout my whole entire experiment with this whole entire strategy that we've been putting in, I'm realizing that once I'm liking pictures, that's not, that's sometimes not enough. Mm -hmm. So whenever you comment, I can comment something as, thank you for spreading this positive vibe. Keep doing what you're doing. We see you. That... That simple message is a positive note in that person's life. You know, like, they... It's building a community also. Exactly. And, like, that caused that person to click on them and be like, okay, well, this is really dope. You know, these people came out of nowhere, left a positive comment. They come back. They're like, oh, not only did he, you know, give me the positivity, they have a whole entire podcast. So now their eyes are open to something that wasn't there before. Yeah. And we were, we just, we weren't doing enough before, you know? And why, and the reason why? Self-doubt. 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 Because we felt like, well, we're going to try this and we're going to work on it and then nothing's going to come from it. But it's like, you don't know until you try. And it's like, even then, you're still... You're still putting effort towards something and that's more important than just sitting on your fucking ass and Mm -hmm. hoping that it grows. Like, that's not how shit works. Like, things don't just happen. Things don't just fall into your lap. If you don't put the energy into something, the effort into something, it isn't going to grow. That's just the reality of it. And it took... Like, we are actually at our one year. Like, our anniversary either is really soon or just passed. Let me check right now. But we were at our one year. And you know what? That makes you really just think about... How has this year been? We've gone through so many changes within this year, mm-hmm. personally and just in the podcast. And it's like, where were we a year ago and where are we today? What can we do to make it better? What what strategies do we keep? You know, there's just all these different things to look at. And 
maybe I think that's part of what inspired us to try something different is that we are coming up on our one year and it's like we want this podcast to grow oh my gosh May 22nd that's tomorrow <laughs> oh my god so May 22nd was our first episode and today's May 21st when we're recording and so literally I, this was not planned guys <laughs> this is shit has come fucking full circle yeah. we're in this bitch like we're now reflecting on the year that we've had mm-hmm. and, and it's so hard because when you're doing this reflection we're okay we're using our podcast like an example because it's something that grounds both me and Brittany but we're using this in life too so when you're doing this reflection it's so easy to focus on the negative it's so easy to be I didn't grow it's so easy to be I didn't you know this didn't grow but it's like at the same time, you need to appreciate the positive because yeah. we created something that wasn't there a year ago. This is something that that did not exist. Mm-hmm. The episodes that we made did not exist. The people that we reached never happened. Like Yeah, the conversations that we have didn't happen. It wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to find the balance of having that appreciation of I've come so far, I've worked so hard. And still having the mindset of there's still so much more to do. I still have so much further to go. Mm-hmm. Having that balance is in like in that area in between that is where you find the happiness. Yeah, that's the gratitude. Yeah. Like there has to be gratitude in everything that you do or you're not going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, looking at like the comparison and just thinking about the impact that we have made, even if it's not like a massive impact to people, that is important. That is the whole point of us doing this. When we first started doing it and we're having these conversations and putting it online, it was so satisfying because you felt like you were putting a good message out there. You feel like you were helping someone. You feel like you were just bringing up topics that needed to have like needed to be discussed. And that's where the gratitude aspect comes in then that may have gotten lost within the mix but here we are again reconvening talking about the gratitude that we have for the podcast because you know it's just it's one of those things where it's like we didn't have a lot of uh outlets to express our creativity and this is what this is for us that's what that's literally why we started it Mm -hmm. and so it's like regardless of like where it is we just have to be grateful for the outlet to have an outlet because there's people who don't have a hobby they don't have an outlet that can they can put their energy into and we need to be grateful that we figured that part out at least yeah for sure (laughs) and that like i think that we have reached so many people and we're finding like-minded people we're finding people that we would have never met you know like i'm having my friends on you're having your friends on these are conversations and situations that don't happen in normal life we are we are fostering this we are creating this we are we are the the creator of R&B podcasts, which is crazy. You know, like, like this is something that was not here. This is something that did not exist. This it's is something completely that... completely original. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, relating this to life, Brittany's right. Money is really important. And I think it's super important in 2020 to have those multiple streams of revenue. Mm-hmm. But it's all about putting yourself out there. And going back to the fake it to the mate, fake it till you make it, I guess I can play devil's advocate and be like... I know why you don't like it. You you don't like it because you there's no s- stability. You don't have that that base. So mm-hmm. if you're out there trying to fake it till you make it and you don't have that base, you don't have that stability, then you have nothing to fall back it's like, on. What are you clinging on exactly. to? Exactly. What are you faking? You're you're faking like a false hope or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think once again it's the balance. It's the balance of having hope in general while mm-hmm. still having the realism. Mm-hmm. Once again in the middle is where you'll find that happiness because I want to hope that things can be better. I want to hope that the world can be a better place. I want to hope 
that in five years I'll be in a different position to where I am now. All those things I want to have hope for. And I feel like you need to keep that alive in you because if you don't, then that's when you do fall into that depression, that sadness, that self-doubt. Yeah, Yeah, you're always going to want more and nothing's ever going to be good enough if you don't just step back sometimes and fucking smell the roses, you know? Life is a constant battle and you're gonna have to fight a lot of the time to be where you want to be or to get what you want to get, but it's so important to just take a step back and realize that good things are happening, you know, you are worth it, and just to evaluate your thought process and the way that you are interpreting your situation because just you know when you meet people and they have like they're like oh my god I just hate my life so much and then you look at their life and you're like why like what do you hate about it and it's because they're not looking at it properly it's so important to look through you know the proper looking glass like you could look through something super cloudy and not see the beauty on the other side Mm -hmm. but if you look through a clear glass clear thinking positive thinking then you'll see that the fucking grass isn't always greener on the other side. You'll see that you are in a beautiful place. And mm-hmm. there's all, even in the worst situations, there's always something good to look at. And I just, I never acknowledged that. I always, I always would hear people say it, but I never believed it. I never felt like that was real for me. I felt like, okay, well, that's just the way that you look at life, but this is the way that I look at life. And it's like, why, 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 why don't you look at things positively? You know, it's like just, constant misery and it was like what the fuck am I doing with myself you know Mm -hmm. and I just think it's also really important to come to the idea and the fact that everybody has that little voice in their head everybody Mm -hmm. has the head like the voice in their head saying like the devil on your shoulder and then the angel on your other shoulder yeah exactly you have that voice saying you can't do this you won't reach your goal you won't make it this is not like your all your effort will be wasted I think everybody has that and it's like Super important to get that out and talk about it because then you can realize that, number one, you're not alone. Other people also feel this way and they're not saying it. Yeah, You're having a conversation that is super important because nobody can help each other if we aren't saying it. And then at the same time, you're forming a connection and a bond over something that was negative that is now turning turned into a positive. Yeah. You turn something that was a negative in your life into a positive. Yeah. For sure. And it's just, yeah, it's something that is constantly ongoing and I'm still figuring out how to get out of that position of self-doubt and take risks and realize that, you know, things aren't always going to go the way that I want it to, but that doesn't mean that everything's going to turn out to be a negative. And yeah, it's just fucking, I guess, personal growth, self-development and... Mm -hmm. It's hard because, like, I have so much anxiety about things and I'm realizing that it is the self-doubt. It's me believing that I can't do it or thinking that I'm not good enough or no one's going to like it or I'm going to be embarrassed about something. And I just have to, I really have to overcome that and embrace who I am, what I have to bring to the table and just believing in myself. That's literally what I need to do. Like, I don't believe, I don't believe myself. Yeah. I think that embarrassment is the main thing that I am afraid of. I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but I am afraid of being embarrassed. I'm I'm afraid of putting myself out there and then it not working out, going the way that I expected it to. And then because it failed and everybody else knows that I failed, I'm now embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And 
that's shitty. Like, you know, that shouldn't be something that's on your shoulder. That shouldn't be something that you're carrying with you. That embarrassment has not happened yet, number one. And, and number, it's like, why? And number why two, an who's, who's you know? saying that it's going to happen? Yeah. And why? Yeah, you're right. Why? Why, why do you feel embarrassed? Why is that your immediate response to failure? You know, that's yeah. an internal thing. And it's, it's also something that the people around you can help you with because... If you feel if you feel embarrassment, then the people around you are supposed to be able to like help you and pick you back up. They're not supposed to be there to like laugh at you and all that shit. So it's like you have to have a good circle around you and have people around you that believe in what you're doing, even if you don't, because that's your support system. And it's so important to have a good support system. I'm like, I feel like I have a great people around me. I feel like everybody's genuine. I feel like all the conversations and friendships that I have are real. But at the same time, just to admit that you feel that way is also embarrassing. It's vulnerability. It's embarrassing to me. Yeah. Well, we also know that you have issues with vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, and that's just another part to it. And I, and I totally understand what you mean because failure is not an easy thing and embarrassment is probably one of the worst feelings ever because you just, it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's literally just yeah. embarrassing and you know, I'm like, what does what does embarrassment mean? I guess it's like it's that feeling where it, you're like, maybe it's oh like my shame. God. Yeah, there's a it's little shame. Bit of shame. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you, like, you didn't do it. Yeah, that 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 I set a goal and I didn't reach it, mm-hmm. and now I'm embarrassed and I'm shameful. Because everyone saw. Yeah. Yeah. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. It is definitely shame. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like you, just like you why said, you why ashamed? do you feel the shameness? But it's, I think it's because you see that other people have done it. You see that other people can do it, and that has been done. So it's like, but you what know, about me? But they went. A lot of people who are successful went through a lot of failures before they finally just you know found something that worked for them or got to a place of success. So it's getting over the feeling of shame and embarrassment. That is going to propel you forward. And that's an internal struggle. Because where does embarrassment come from? You. Mm-hmm. From inside of you. You're the only person who can change the way that you feel about something. And so that internal dialogue that you have within or surrounding failure, that's what has to change. That's what I'm talking about. That thought process that's wrong. You know, that's not conducive to productivity. And another thing that I feel like does make people have self-doubt is productivity. Because in the country that we live in, the most important thing you can do is be productive, right? So they work you as much as you as much as they can, 40 plus hours a week, 5 plus days a week, and self-care becomes diminished at that point because you're spending so much of your time within a job being productive. And it's like I feel I feel like when you're not being productive, people look down on you. Like if you're just taking a fucking mental health day yeah. or you're taking a bubble bath or you're just literally watching YouTube videos, people look down on you for it because they're like, well, you could be doing something more productive with your day. Mm-hmm. You could be waking up earlier. You could be waking up at five o'clock to go to the gym and then to go to work at your like nine to five job and being productive. And it's like we emphasize so much on productivity within the country that when you're not being productive you feel embarrassed you feel like you're not doing enough and it's like in other countries like in europe they fucking chill yeah bitch when i was in london man like 
me and my friend Alicia, we went and it was amazing. Number one, number two, the lifestyle is just so so much it's different. So, much more so at six o'clock, shit is closed. <laughs> there's no there's no twenty four hours McDonald's. There's no Taco Bell, and that's that's the part that you know had us a little bit hurt because we would go out and get drunk and then be like, where the fuck is the food? But it's like. <laughs> The vibe is shit is closed. We're done. Like, go home, relax, be with your family, be with your loved ones. Because it's more important things than, than working, working all day. Yeah. So, when, and like when they say shit is closed, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, they're not, they're not, they're not joking. They're not kidding. Everything is closed. And it's like, to have that moment of like stillness and like calmness every day was kind of like freaking peaceful, magical, you know? Because it's like, in America, things are all the time, all the time. Like go, Las, go, go. Las Vegas, the city that never sleeps. New York, also, the same thing. It's like... It's excessive. Yes. It's, it's, it's to the point where you are sacrificing that peace to have that constant noise, mm-hmm. to have that constant productivity, to always be going. And when you think about like achieving the American dream... That is what that is. It's the constant go, go, go. I'm going to grind. I'm going to grind. Whenever you see people on social media, Kevin Hart, Kylie, all these people there, I work all the time. I never have a day off. It makes I wake you feel up like, all the time. And yeah. it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. Should I be doing that too? Yeah. And it's like, no, realistically, that's not good for you. That's not good for your mental health. And maybe you'll be at a point to where you do work every day, but it's not as much of a job for you because you're enjoying what you're doing, whatever. But you shouldn't be shamed for not being productive. Mm-hmm. like of course there's a certain level of like unproductivity that it's like okay come on yeah but when you're just taking some time because you need it that why is that frowned upon why is that looked down upon especially i feel like it's highlighted in the quarantine because everyone's like okay well i'm not working but i'm just i just built a new house <laughs> I, with b- my bare hands you know yeah. it's, what are you doing yeah. <laughs> i just i just ran 12 miles oh, what yeah. are you doing mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's not a constant battle of like I'm being more productive, like it's that competition I was talking about. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the I'm here, you're here. What are you I'm doing? I'm above you. Why aren't you doing more to get to where I am? Why aren't you on my level? Ugh, and so it's like annoying. that is what fosters the self doubt because you're then you start taking what they're saying to heart and you're like, well, why am I not doing that? Well, why am I not where they are? And it's like everyone's path is different. And when you say that, that's such a simple statement. But to really understand that the path that you are on, the path that I'm on, is not the, not same, the same, is re- a really hard concept to get. Mm-hmm. Because you, it's hard because you can't see down the line. So you don't know where you're going to end up. So when someone's right next to you being successful, being productive, and making a shit ton of money, and then you're like, well, they're just on a different path than me. You're in your head, you're thinking, but what if? where is my path leading me? What is the end? You know, where... Am I going to be successful? Because not everyone's going to be successful. Am I one of those people who aren't successful? You know, there's all of these like racing thoughts that happen. It's like you do feel that pressure from also like getting older. You know, it's like, of course, you know, time, the time that we have to do this shit is going to be endless. But you want to live your life the way that you want for as long as you can. And getting to a successful place at a young age is going to help you to fulfill more of the things that you want to do. And it's like, it's just fucking hard because I'm like, how can I how can I be calm and trust the process when I don't know where this ends? Mm-hmm. The struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all that what you said is true and it's it's hard. Everything's hard and then I think that's where that's everybody has that okay. hope. 
Yeah, that's why you just got to be okay with like what's going on with your life in this current moment Mm -hmm. because you don't know what the future holds. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You could fucking die tomorrow. You could die today. You know, you don't know what's going to happen and you have to live in the moment or you're you're always going to be looking ahead and you're going to be fucking miserable and your life's going to pass you by. You need to celebrate the goals and milestones that you set for yourself. Because, Even if they're little. Yeah, and it's it's so easy to be like, okay, well, I reached this goal. Well, time to get to the next one. But it's like, appreciate that you set a goal, you reached it. That should be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. That should give you the fulfillment that you're looking for. But it's like, unless you take the two seconds it takes to stop and be like, okay, well, I worked so hard to get here. I got here. I am proud of myself. It needs to be more positive talk to yourself i'm proud of where i like that i did this i'm like, proud pat that, yourself on the back yeah that i worked so hard to to do this and it's here mm-hmm. like it's so easy to not appreciate it and to just keep moving but then you're not patting yourself on your back you're not giving yourself that appreciation the recognition or that thing. love yeah. it's just love it really is love to yourself self-love self-love man <laughs> damn man <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> I'm sitting over here like, I did not expect this to yes, take the turn that it did. it's making you really think about yeah. shit. And that's literally Latif's one comment of you have self-doubt made me fall down this rabbit hole of thought, of introspection, being like, fuck, I do have a lot of self-doubt. That's what I've been feeling all of these years. Where am I going to go from there? How can I overcome it? Because I can't live like this forever, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I mean, I guess that the most important part is that you recognized it. Mm-hmm. You've always had it around the first all these step. years and you were able to, now you're able to see and pinpoint this is what this is. So now it's the whole strategy of what am I going to do to make this better? Exactly. How can I, how can I fix this? How can I rearrange my thought process into being a more positive? Like I, I, I need to be positive. I need to like be productive, but also be okay with not being productive sometimes and then I just need to think about my goals you know like I really don't have any like strict goals that I want to meet you know of course there's places that I that I want to be in my life um but I don't have like goals but I mean I disagree I feel like we have a lot of goals like in terms of Growing the podcast, growing the Instagram, all that shit. Yeah, but I, I, I'm seeing like even num- even not like then life goals. Stuff, you know? So like your life goals are you want to finish the nursing school, you want to get a job that you actually want. That's mm-hmm. a goal, you know. Like we're gonna have so many offers, so many opportunities, but to pick one that you actually want, that you're actually gonna be happy in, and that you can grow in, is a huge goal. Yeah. So like that that's 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 what I mean by. I guess not, I just never like thought about no, it. No, yeah, I know, you know but I mean? but like that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. That's yeah. what I mean by appreciating what you have now. Because yeah, you're right. You feel like you don't have any goals, but there's so many goals. And we've we've reached so many goals. Mm-hmm. So to not acknowledge and appreciate that process is that lostness that you're feeling. Yeah. Because your whole twenty eight years of life have not been for nothing. You were at a certain point and you're not there. You've done a whole 360. And to invalidate that by saying, I haven't, I don't have any goals. I haven't reached anything. That's, that's the self-doubt. Yeah, for sure. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Call me out, Robert. God damn it. <laughs> nah, that's true. I guess, you know, when you like think back to just high school, just remember, I remember 
like having enough money for like McDonald's. And like that was great. And being so happy about it. And that it. was fucking awesome. And being so happy. Exactly. And I remember like having fifty bucks and being like, damn, I got I money. I got money. And there's like And now fifty bucks is like, oh, fifty bucks. It's it's the more you it's like the more you know. When once you start growing so much and you start learning so much about the world and just so much about experience, that experience dampers the small things. Mm-hmm. Because I used to be excited just to go outside. And ride my bike. Yeah. I'd be excited to just play with my friends. Like We just take things for granted. Yeah, like even now, something as simple as like people being like, oh, I don't get why you play video games. I, I get simple excitement and pleasure of being able to talk to my friends. That's self-care. While the playing video with, games yeah, is self-care. Because it's something that you want to do. Yeah. Yep. And, it's, and it's something that like, it's so simple that brings me happiness. Mm-hmm. And it might not even, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even notice how happy it actually makes me. Mm-hmm. You know, because... When you're communicating with your friends, you're talking about like, oh, let's go over there. Let's do like, you know, like you're having a full on conversation that has nothing to do with the world that you're in now. It's like escapism. It's a whole entire escape. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for somebody to damper that and be like, you should be reading a book. You should be outside working out. You should be, you know, but does all that stuff bring me the same amount of joy and excitement than playing video games with my friends? No. No. That's why I'm going to eat whatever I want, bitches. <laughs> That's why when people are like, you go to so many restaurants. You spend all your money on food. My- bitch, do you understand how I feel? You see how excited I get when that f- food is going to come out, bitch? That makes me happy. Yeah. So I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. Mind your fucking business. So I guess to wrap this up, because we can probably go on forever. You ain't lying. <laughs> to avoid self-doubt, the steps that you need to do is, number one, recognize it. And once you recognize it, come up with a strategy to beat it. But in the process of doing all that, realize that you've come so far, that mm-hmm. you aren't where you where you were last year, and that you have so many goals that you've crushed mm-hmm. and appreciate that fact that you are where you are today, that you've crushed those goals, that that's in your past. And okay, you're going to be looking to your future and what's coming, but appreciate the journey mm-hmm. and understand that you will reach wherever you're trying to go. And my path is not the same as yours. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have going on in your life today that you feel like is positive, is productive, is good enough. Don't come... Like, it's it's hard because it's when you compare yourself that you start to have that self-doubt. But realize that what I'm doing today... The productivity that I have by waking up, coming here to do this, taking care of my dogs, that's enough, you know? It doesn't have to be freaking creating the next Amazon. It can just literally be that my fucking dogs are happy, and that makes me happy, and that's good enough. Fucking patting myself on the back sometimes, realizing that I am doing a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, in the grand scheme of things, when I think about it, I don't have a lot of time to do other things. Like, I am doing a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't need to take on more, which is what I was feeling before, you mm-hmm. know? I just need to, like, look at my life differently. And I've said that for so long, and I'm still figuring out how to do that. But I really need to change my thought process. Mm-hmm. And I guess on the same note of all this, I want to take a second and just thank anybody who's liked, who's shared, who's done any of that. It might be something so small to you guys, something that, like, you're like, they don't really care. We see all of it. We care. It all, <laughs> it all means so much. And even if you don't, even to those people who haven't, just the fact that you have believed in me and Brittany's 
vision enough Mm -hmm. to sit down and listen to somebody in your ears. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, thank you. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, because we're not always so direct and we're not always so factual, but... The passion's there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't want to lose. That's why before when you were saying like the whole facts thing, I just, if I don't feel the passion for it, then I, don't, I will lose it. And I I know that my when people deliver a message to me, I don't want just facts. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. Yeah. So just thank you guys. And thank you R&B podcast for... Right, let's pat ourselves like... <laughs> on the back, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a year. I can't believe it. <laughs> we've got. We've definitely come so far, and like we said, if you guys have made it this far in the podcast, thank you. If you guys have shared our podcast with your friends, with anyone that you like, whatever, thank you. It's it's helped us grow, and it's not gonna go unnoticed, and it means the world to us. And. As we reach our goals and we crush them and we demolish them, we want to start giving back to you guys. So yeah. me and Brittany are in talks of doing giveaways and doing like little care packages, just stuff to show that like we care that we care mm-hmm. and that we appreciate you guys. So I guess stay tuned for that. That's in the works. Oh, show. All right, guys. <laughs> there goes another <laughs> episode of r and Podcast. Make sure to um, go on to Apple Podcasts. Like we said, give us a five-star review. Give us a little nice rating. And, you know, share our podcast to anyone that you love. And check us out on Instagram. You can find us at the official underscore R&B. You can find me at B-R-V-T-T. And I am Rob Bates. So it's R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. It Thank really you so means much a lot, for man. listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.